So welcome to Two Crees in a Pod. Today we are joined by Grey Eagle Cardinal and Lyndon Sungins and Grey Eagle's wife, Jody Gadawa. We are doing a bonus episode today. Uh, right now we are out in Moose Hills, deep, deep in the bush. Uh, and we're going to have a conversation with Grey First, before we start, I want to hear, uh, I want to hear your best moose call for everybody. Maybe we'll get lucky and a moose will come, come out here while we're doing the podcast. Okay, go ahead, Gray. So maybe you could start by sharing with us uh, your first hunting experience and where it was. Um, I don't remember exactly specifically my first hunting experience. There's a, I can't tell which is which, but I remember lots and lots and lots of times hunting with uh, my dad and my brothers ever since I was a small little guy. One story in particular I remember is I was probably about seven eight years old and we were we were out all day and uh we were coming home and uh, the sun had already went down and we were deep in the bush out in frog lake and uh i was freezing i was cold and my brother gene said here just lay beside these moose because we had two two dead moose in the back of the truck <laughs> he said i'll lift the leg up and you could lay under them <laughs> and so i did he lifted up the, the two legs and i kind of laid under the under the moose and under the ribs kind of thing and it worked it was super comfy and <laughs> it was really warm the moose were still warm and uh i fell asleep it was probably about another hour drive back back to the house back to my uncle's and um that one that's one memory that really sticks out i was probably about seven or eight years old and um it's something that i grew up in uh, I remember just being hauled out of the house as a as a kid and going out with my dad and wandering around in the bush looking for moose and calling. And um, my first kill I had, I got when I was about 11 years old. There was just me, my mom, and my dad were at the house. And uh, my dad said, let's go. We'll go and get your first kill. So we went, and he told me to sit in the back of the truck. And we we just, we drove like maybe a kilometer from our house. And I went into this, we came across this field and there's this big, gigantic buck, uh, whitetail. And my dad stopped and he said, there you go, shoot it. And then the, the, the buck started running. And I was using my dad's gun, it was uh, open sight, 30-30. And he was running full speed. And this is one of, probably, probably one of the best kills I've ever gotten. This deer was running full speed. He must have been about 150 yards across the field. And he was giving her. And I shot him. I killed him with the first shot and the deer went flipping head over heels and and uh it was really emotional time <laughs> really emotional time i got so happy and my dad jumped out he came running up and he picked me up he gave me a big hug and uh we celebrated we walked up to the deer and right uh he taught me i i seen i seen how he didn't how he done things and now it was my turn to to do the offering we uh put tobacco down and we thanked um thanked the animal for forgiving himself to us because we we're all connected to the land in in one way or another and um us being being uh first nations it's it's um our connection to our land and we got to thank this thank the 
the animals for for giving up themselves for giving their life to to feed our families to feed our our friends and um because a lot of, a lot of the people my my family my mom and my dad well my late dad uh, that's one of the main things that they survived off of is uh the wild meat and so the hunting is something that we really relied on and still do to this day my dad taught me everything i know about hunting and uh he's gone it's going to be two years and i'm i love hunting it's something that i love to do every time the fall season comes every time it gets a little bit cold the leaves start to change color and the moose go into the rut and i, I feel like i go right into rut with them <laughs> <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah so it, it it's like I, we powwow all summer long and uh, i sing with uh Palmaker. i grew up singing too with my dad and um when when power season comes to an end, we got something to look forward to. I got something to look forward to, and and a lot of people are taking on hunting, and and there's more and more hunters out here, and and I really like that. I really love it, and we all share our kills together. The whole the whole reserve and people, everybody gets meat, and uh, everyone gets a time gets a chance to share their stories. We meet up, meet up, and we talk hunting, and that goes on for for a couple months, for a few months. <clears throat> so it's a really exciting time for me. I was wondering if you would sing a song out here. <laughs> sing in these moose. <laughs> you want me to sing in the moose? Yeah, I could sing a song. Uh, hunting songs. I don't. I don't. I'm sure there is hunting songs. A lot of. A lot of the. A lot of the different tribes got lots of different songs. But. But us. There. There probably is some. I'm sure with the Cree people. But uh, I don't know any in particular, but uh, it is almost brown dance season. And um, my family kind of, we were really into brown dance. My dad was, my dad, that's all my dad, that's all he did all all uh, winter months. Is the, uh, he was a hardcore round dance guy. And uh, so that's probably a song that I would sing right now. It's kind of fitting. Round dance season's coming up. It's right around the corner. I don't know how it's going to be with the COVID. Maybe we, we might, might not even have round dances. But um, I'll sing one of my dad's songs for you guys. <clears throat> it's uh, Well, I guess it could kind of tie in with the moose because it's mating season. And one of his favorite songs that I like to sing is uh, <laughs> it, it's a song that's for sweethearts. And, uh, so, and you have your sweetheart. And right I have here. my sweetheart right here. I guess I'll serenade her. <laughs> and it's beautiful out here. It really is. Like where we're parking, where we're parked right now, everything is orange and there's still some green and yellow and you can see far into the woods and uh i've never done this before but here we go so it'll be nice <clears throat> Thank you for sharing that song with us. Um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to throw in Lyndon here and uh, 
ask you the same question that I asked Gray around if you remember your first hunting experience and what that was like for you. Yeah, my first hunting experience was about when I was 16. I didn't want to go earlier with my dad because I watched Bambi and I was uh, I was kind of traumatized when Bambi lost his mother to a hunter and Bambi was taken under by this older buck. And I'm like, man, I don't ever want to do that to an animal. <clears throat> so 16 years old, my dad and my uncle Strauss just surprised me and they're like, we're going hunting. I was like, really? Yeah, packed for three days. So they took me out and uh, we drove into the mountains. And we still go out hunting in that area every once in a while now. But uh, it wasn't too long into the hunt. My cousin Shouse sees a bull moose sitting in the bush. You could just see its head. He's like, there you go, shoot it. He's like, where? Right in the head. <laughs> so I shot it. And my first shot was a hit and that bull dropped didn't even get up and he was like do you want to go get him now or do you want to keep going down the trail because he's dead we'll have him later i was like let's keep going so we kept going down the trail i'm probably like half an hour down the trail we see elk and he's like there you go shoot and we see that herd about three of them starting to cross the river and I shot and I got an elk right in the neck. So my first hunting experience with my dad and my uncle Strauss, I got a moose and an elk all within an hour. So it was really, really special to have my dad and my uncle there. When we went and we started processing the moose, we, uh, we skinned it, gutted it, and my uncle Strauss was pulled out the heart he's like all right your first kill you gotta eat this you gotta take a bite and i'm like really i grab it and i look at it it's big it's bigger than my hand and i was just about to take a bite he's like ah no i was just kidding with you you're gonna get sick don't do that but here he took the diaphragm of the moose and he's like go make an offering go hang it on a tree and give thanks for this animal that's gonna bless our family with nourishment so I went and did that and uh, yeah it was special because I had my dad there showing me what to do and Uncle Stan. So there was a recent uh, documentary that you and your cousin Barbara uh, recently did do you want to share with our listeners a little bit about what that was uh, what that experience was like for you? It was uh, it was new. So what is it called? What is the documentary? Do you guys have a title for it? So yeah, it's called From the Bush to the Plate. And Barbara had this idea to apply for a grant through Tell a Story Have for like $20,000 to make a pilot. And I was like, sure, I'll help you out. And I didn't think I would end up being a producer and a director. I thought I would just go out and hunt and get people that uh, could help guide us along the way. But uh, I had a way bigger role than I expected in this film. Um, but just to backtrack, I was thinking about it. I'm a teacher, and when I came into Edmonton Public Schools, I noticed that our Indigenous kids really had, a lot of them had a disconnect with the land, and they haven't been out on the land. Many of them haven't seen, like, 
a rabbit being skinned or never mind a moose being skinned and the process and the protocols that go along with that. So when Barbara mentioned this to me, I'm like, this is a great idea. Like we can make a really good resource that we can share with students on how not only do we hunt, but the ceremony we do before we hunt and then the, the practices that go into finding an animal prior to a hunt and after a hunt, what you do with the animal. And um, we ended up having uh, a feast at the end where we invited everybody that was involved with the whole process. And it was all filmed and it'll be coming out on TELUS TV shortly. I'm not exactly sure when, I think within the next month, but if you're a TELUS TV subscriber, you should be able to view it. Awesome, thanks for sharing. Uh, we've been out hunting here uh, in Kihiwin since uh, yesterday. And uh, we were out yesterday morning, uh, really early, headed out around 6.30 and uh, did some calling and heard some bulls, but nothing came out. And uh, as we were heading back to Grey Eagle's house, we came through this clearing and there was this huge, majestic <laughs> bull. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was across, it was about 250 yards from us and there was trees in between us. And uh, I jumped out and grabbed the gun and uh, was trying to find a clearing between the trees to try and get this moose. And... Uh, the only shot that I had at that point was a headshot, which was a difficult shot, but I wanted to make sure that I, that I was taught by my father and, and my, my brothers, my brother and my cousins who are hunters, you know, to always make sure that when you're going to take a shot, that it's the right shot and that you're either going for a headshot, the lungs or the heart. And so I just didn't want to shoot at this through these, <laughs> through these trees. And I wanted to make sure that I, I did that properly so I didn't wound this animal and so I took the shot and I missed <laughs> but uh, we were able to go after it a bit but we weren't able to uh, to get to it but it was huge and you know it's it's these kind of experiences that uh, you know we've been back in Edmonton for a few years and you know really miss being out on the land and you know after having you know, the work that we do um, within uh, the city gets exhausting. And it's always nice just to come back and, and ground ourselves out here. And so I just want to thank both of you. Um, is there any closing comments that you guys would have uh, to our listeners? Um, yeah, just... I guess while I was talking, I kind of forgot a couple of things that there, there is a lot of work that goes into, uh, to moose hunting. Um, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes you'll get lucky. Sometimes you'll go out five, 10, 15 minutes, half hour, an hour and get a moose. But there are times where you can go weeks, even months without, without seeing anything. And so hunting takes a lot of patience. And, um, that's something that, that a lot of hunters, well, probably all hunters, they know about it and uh, a lot of a lot of the people who don't hunt they don't they don't really realize the work that goes into hunting from from the having the patience from looking around and walking 
countless miles through the bush and covering all kinds of ground and um, once you get it there's you know there's just that's when the work begins you got to skin you got to prepare the animal and and then uh in my family most most of the times it's, it's the woman it's my mom and uh nieces my wife who uh pre who prepared uh prepare the meat and my mom is um she's an older lady but this is how she grew up uh, her and my dad my dad would hunt she prepare all the meat and uh debone it and get it all packaged up and and lots lots of people they take their meat into the to get it butchered and around here they take it to the hut rights <laughs> they got a big butchering shop and and uh but a lot, a lot of the old people they they like the moose just just as it is you cut it up into roasts and stew in chunks and stuff like that and there's a lot of a lot of old people as well look for the they always ask for the nose and for the tongue because those are certain foods that in a lot of ceremonies that you have to have mm -hmm. they're, they're part of the feast uh, is the moose tongue the moose nose so that's a delicacy to us Crees around this area, and I'm sure a lot of other, a lot of other Crees too in Treaty Six they probably follow the same protocols. And um, what do you get when when I got my first kill the the deer I told you about? Uh, there's there's a ceremony that goes along with it, that goes along with the young man's first kill. You you offer you give thanks, and there's certain certain um, spirits that you gotta you gotta offer the, the food to. Your first kill to uh, bless you as a hunter coming up you got your first kill and you're gonna grow up to be a hunter and you're gonna follow this way of life and while we're out here you got to respect the land and um, right now I got my my baby windy boy he's um, really crazy about hunting he comes up with me a lot but he's six years old so most of the times he lasts about an hour or two and then he gets tired and he wants to go home and he starts making noise when you're sitting quietly but that's where the that's where the training comes and you teach him you teach him little bit by little bit and as the years come by by the time he's you know 9 10 11 years old he'll know he'll know about the patience he'll know about the sitting quiet and that's that's how we pass pass on these teachings to the younger generation i also got my nephew hawk right now he's 11 he's been he he's really into it he wants to come out with me all the time so um we picked him up he came out with us yesterday morning and uh when uh, I pulled up to the house, I found it really cute. I pulled up and it was probably about quarter after six and he was sitting outside on his patio all dressed up, ready to go. He had his little gun with him. <laughs> we came out and that's that's when Terry um, seen the moose because I had to come down. I came down early to drop off my nephew and Terry came out behind, about a half hour behind me and she uh, she seen the moose and she missed it. <laughs> now, it would have been a different story though if it was me, eh? <laughs> I, mean, I probably would have got shot at <laughs> just kidding but, shot four times for sure <laughs> no but that's all you know there's 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 so much to cover you, you know you can't cover it in a little a little mm -hmm. half hour session it's a whole lifetime of teaching that comes along mm -hmm. with it and uh yeah I just wanted to add that in there awesome. do you have any closing comments Lyndon yeah I'll just add a little bit to what Gray Eagle said about preparation um Prior to my hunt, I'd go shooting with my dad. He had this little metal target he would set up at like 200 yards and we'd take shots and it'd be like, bing, bing, whenever you hit it. And uh, I, I became a really good shot. So he wouldn't have taken me out if, I, if he knew I wasn't shooting well. And uh, if, you, if you're going out to hunt, I would say practice. Practice your shot. Make sure it's on. Make sure your gun's on. Um, 
it's one thing we started doing with our daughter Ella is shooting with her pellet gun. I want to see her doing it more just to get used to it. But um, it's a skill. There's there's a lot of things going on that you got to think about before you shoot. The distance, the wind, trees. There's there's so many things going on. If the animal's moving, if he turns broadside, if it's a headshot or a long shot. There's a lot of things that are going on as Terry can contest too. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 all, and all that kind of goes out the window. You gotta, you gotta really um, train yourself to stay calm because you're out here sometimes for days and weeks and finally when you see a moose, it's like adrenaline goes through the roof and then a lot of times all, the, all, all of this stuff goes through, it goes out the window. Split, <laughs> split decisions in seconds you gotta make. Yeah, so, you, some, so a lot of the times too when you see uh, your opportunity, you only get a couple seconds to, to make your decisions and you gotta try and keep in mind all these, all factors. these factors. Yep. Yeah. And then like after the kill, my daughter Ella has been like just loving skinning the animal and uh, it's, uh, it's really neat to see her liking that part of the, uh, the process. So she's already way ahead um, in terms of hunting than where I was because I don't think I skinned my first animal till I was 16 and Ella's already skinned a deer and a moose and yeah, she's really enjoying it. So I'm trying to pass those <clears throat> teachings, teachings on to her as well. Awesome. Yeah, I remember as a child, uh, well, grew up obviously with hunters. And so that was always part of um, my my upbringing was being around and going out hunting with my dad and watching them gut and skin. And so I'm glad that uh, my daughters are able to be a part of that as well. So as we wrap up, I'd just like to thank Gray Eagle, Cardinal, and Lyndon Sungens for joining us today and sharing um, their stories with us. Uh, it's nice to be out here. It's, it's really, really beautiful right now. I, I wish that you could all experience um, what we're experiencing right now. So thank you very much. Bye. Two crees in a pod. Two crees in a pod. Natani means. Yeah. Let's go. They pushed us to this point. Frustrations of a common man. Manifest the destiny, preach and pledge the promised land. I'm stuck between taking my journey, live with no honor. Like, what's the use of my kids? Can't taste clean water. A child born into a world, revolution's not a choice. Fighting to be heard, so we make them hear our voice. Remember ancestors' anguish, lightning in our veins. Hear it in a language when they are kissing for the rain. I am product of people that persevere persecution. Paint me so creator sees me if I go out shooting. Experience our pain when our women disappear daily. Anxious to be angry, pacifists might hate me Trolls on the internet constantly trying to bait me We move in silence, cover of the night Learning from the woods, in the forest Tracking enemies in the woods Reincarnations of warriors riding for salvation Or are we false prophets when we submit to temptation? Colonization is a hell of a drug We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love I said colonization is a hell of a drug We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love I said Two Crees in a Pod.